0: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one, with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands. All hand-finished and graded for excellence
1: He fancied it on Friday, but he doesn't fancy it anymore. What an absolute! Tool. Welcome to the football ramble. It's Monday, the thirteenth of December. I'm Jules Breach. I'm looking <laughs> for get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. I'm fancying
2: it. I'm fancying it. <laughs> Uh, us. i did long did it I wrote the line Jules delivered it yeah. <laughs> it's great stuff I preferred your Carabao stuff
1: <laughs> you know what it's actually really nice when your team doesn't play at the weekend yeah. <laughs> I've had stress free yeah. weekend I basically TikTok. just TikTok. Kind of, you know well, didn't pom- have to worry about the football
3: Pompey are undefeated in about 9 or 10 in the league now 8 <laughs> actually is it 8 okay. don't get excited don't get excited don't
0: get excited don't Danny put the
3: got cart before the horse Danny Cowley got manager of the month so that means our next game will be a defeat. Yeah,
1: you'll lose 5 0 so in the next one. Um, oh, Donnie, what happened? Leicester beat Newcastle by four goals to nil, um, failing to capitalise on that first win of the season last week. You really did fancy it. I,
2: you are fantastic. I, I, um, I weirdly still fancy us in this match. I sent that message like 10 <laughs> minutes in and I fancied yeah. us up until the second in which Jamal LaSalle uh, thought it was a good idea to stick his leg out and knock Jez Madison to the floor. I. St- thought we could still win it 2-0 <laughs> I still I'm going to wait until midweek and, and and basically Except just reappraise Trump in this result. And you re- do Trump in this reappraise. In this result? I just need to check the figures again. Yeah. It. But but Newcastle were. Maybe I'm just astonished at the turnaround in performances from players like Charlton and uh, and people. And, and I just and, and 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 good good. Newcastle look. I'm enjoying watching Newcastle again. <laughs> yeah. And I and although we did lose four 0 I don't know how we managed to do that.
1: What has Amanda Stavely done to him?
3: I, don't know. <laughs> but I I, I got a got th- i I've got a theory that you sent that voice note to us all just after Johnny Evans went off injured yeah would you reckon and right. you thought okay this is let on now
2: oh it was on it was it, it, lester looked absolutely tragic at times in the first half And Newcastle Newcastle had more shots, not on target more shots than uh, Leicester by a good uh, proportion, they had more possession that's not something we could have said about Newcastle's side at any point before uh, Eddie Howe joined the club, I'm enjoying watching Newcastle yeah. United and it has been individual mistakes in this match where it was like, you know, Miggie Almiron he, he he's he's not quite where he should be uh, and Jamal LaSelles, who's just, who's just having a stinking time at the moment. I mean they've lost 4-0 They have lost 4-0, it's yeah. true, yeah
3: you just never know what you're going to get with Dawson. No. They can win the game and he will be like, oh, I don't yeah.
2: like this.
1: Yeah, you hate it. They lose and he's the More corners
2: positive. than the opposition, But, the, but, but they completely, <laughs> from what I, where I was looking... They folded in, yeah, yeah. after 2-0. After but it was after 2 <laughs> Yeah, but that's a bad sign. It? <laughs> it is a bad sign. But like, well, one gonna... game all season. <laughs> but it was like, what was it, 20 minutes from the end t- that the, they got the two and then 10 minutes the, from the end that uh, they started putting putting more goals past.
3: Yeah, but the commentator said, I think, I think <clears> when the fourth goal went in, It was about 85 minutes or something. I can't remember Mm. exactly. Um, When the fourth goal went in, the commentator said, and you wouldn't rule out more. And I was thinking, there's only no five minutes left.
2: So how could you be happy with this? I'm really happy with it. I think, look, I, I, as I said, I'm going to wait till midweek to see if we can still win this match. Because, it, look, it, it, Jamal Sells is uh, making mistakes all over the place. The, his decision-making in his own box. I, I don't know what it is, whether just failure has been ingrained in that man. It was cute, the it was cute from Alisson,
3: wasn't it? It was cute from him. It, it, oh, yeah.
2: oh, yeah. yeah the, the, the penalty was both a penalty and a dive, so... It, which is difficult to stomach, I think, sometimes. But yeah.
1: I don't have a problem with that penalty. I think there mm. were some dubious ones over the weekend. I oh, think yeah. there were seven awarded across the weekend, which is the mm. most there's been in any match week since September 2003. I wow. reckon all the referees had their Christmas party early doors. They went <laughs> Thursday last week, so they yeah. were all on a bit of a hangover this yeah, weekend. Yeah. That must Tired, be it, surely. Definitely. Because uh, there were some really odd ones this weekend. You spent weekend, a lot of time we'll going to. to Peter
3: Walton on BT Sport
2: with you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, all, we
1: always have a go at Peter Walton. I know Walton. you do.
2: <laughs> <Bless> Poor man. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, but yeah, Timothy Castagna did try and make things a bit more interesting, didn't he, with that back pass?
2: Oh, it's good, wasn't it? But
1: if that
3: got in, what was that, 2-1? Oh, come on. It's patronising to Newcastle on. one, because he did it. Schmeichel saved the day, and they both had a bit of a laugh about it afterwards.
2: <laughs> yeah, you don't can worry laugh about, about it. it. It's don't really don't Those In are castle.
3: the moments
1: Schmeichel lives for, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, he true. was absolutely buzzing off that. But, we were
3: absolutely uh, marking
2: their number nine out of the
3: game. Yeah, but, but I, I would, I would posit this: it's two 0 mm. Leicester have uh, had a difficulty keeping clean sheets, as we can. I'm sure we can all agree. If it was a, if they were playing against a, uh, an opponent they respected, Schmeichel would have been like, "Listen, Timothy,
2: <laughs> head like, on."
3: Yeah, it's two 0 yeah. Next goal's massive here. <laughs> two nil. The next goal is huge. If make it two one, we might only win this three or four one. Yeah, you know, and that's that's important. But he was just laughing about it. Instead, though,
2: yeah. And I, I, th- I think I'm um, waiting for the hanging chads to come in. Do you think?
3: Yeah, <laughs> you went for, for Donald Donald Trump's man to certify the result officially <laughs> on Wednesday. Exactly, yeah. But but. Pete, you must, I mean, joking aside, you must be worried about this because if they're playing, in your words, quite well and you're enjoying watching them play but they're still getting pumped... The games they've got coming
2: up are tough. Oh,
1: they're awful. Well, yeah. December,
2: December's awful. I mean, it, it is awful. It was always going to be awful. And it, we're working on a foundation of sod all, to be honest. I'm just happy that there are teams like Southampton who are dropping like a bloody stone. To, to give some, some <laughs> no. Trying to curry uh, Luke's favour
3: there. I'm just saying there are backflips going on. There are laughs about goal line <laughs> clearances going on. There are James Madison's basically got a pipe and slippers on and running the show. And I fear for Newcastle in a big way. It doesn't look like Eddie Howe has got the, I know this is like a stereotypical thing to say about Eddie. Uh, have you met Eddie?
1: I have met Eddie a couple of he's times. Nice fella. Really nice. But
3: is he the man? Is he the man to say, okay, look, look around the dressing room here. Are we going to sort this out? The players, with the exception of LaSalle, are you is so having a stinker? And Eddie, how is it really going to
1: I don't know if improve. I'm the best person to comment on that because I've not seen him in a kind of working environment like that. Well, I, you just saw him at the manager, club? No, I've seen him at on t- in TV situations.
3: I thought you were going to say Tinder then. I genuinely thought <laughs> you were going to say <laughs> Tinder. So yeah. um, yeah. Imagine that little
2: kind of little fire. <laughs> it's a load of matches. Get yeah, loads oh, of matches. Good, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I've met him in the green room at work a couple of times when he's been on to, when he was taking a bit of a break mm. after Bournemouth. Um, and he's really nice. Does he have? I know what you mean. Is he the type that's going to give them a bit of a, a rollicking? Mm. I don't know. This is um, what an.
2: This is what but players I don't know if that's who do what what not. Need. Well, these are players that have not had an organised system for the best part of two two years. They've been they've had out at- of boys and they've been pushed them on the pitch and just go just do do what you do best and if that fails just give it to uh, ASM. So. We're in a situation where there is a bit of a system. They need better defenders in those positions yeah, because at I the end agree. of the day, they need to play their way out. They either need to play their way out of form, or they need uh, they need better centre backs. And I think that's what, what's going to happen in January. You're not going to get any points in in December. Unfortunately, we have we've got the two Manchester's. We've got so you've we've resigned yourself to <laughs> Nil a Nil bar. Nil bar. <laughs> but you know, still at bottom. Not no. <laughs> I think you never
1: know. You might surprise a few teams and get the odd point. I've never
2: knows? been more interested in watching Newcastle United <laughs> in the past couple yeah, of I actually season.
1: agree with you. I think that they have become more interesting to watch <clears throat> in the last few weeks since Eddie has taken over, personally. Yeah, but I mean a,
3: a large part of, you know, you know, really bad things that happen in society are interesting, aren't they? <laughs> That's not necessarily a positive <laughs> yeah. thing. And 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 also if they find themselves in a in the similar situation or worse, based on what you said, um, in January, it's kind of hard to think of the
2: type of players they're going to be able to sign. Yeah, but but that was always that was as soon as Eddie Howe came in, that was the situation. Does any player want to want a um, a relegation on on their on their CV? It's always going to be difficult to, to to sign reinforcements. But at the end of the day, that's what money's for, isn't it? I suppose, and yeah. and they've got uh, oodles of it apparently. Um, but. Again, Eddie Howe needs—it's that—it's um, that director of football situation, isn't it? Eddie Howe needs a little bit of help because Eddie Howe historically signs poorly, doesn't he? Mm. When he's got when he's got the reins of the—that was what—that was,
3: that was what kind of did for him. Well, partly what did for mm. him at Bournemouth, right? And and you and, and Eddie Howe's got the impression he's a bit of a hot house flower, really, in that kind of rarefied Bournemouth atmosphere where he, mm. the whole thing revolved around him. And, he, and what he did was amazing, but there's never been—I mean—and it's not about you know beating him with a stick or anything because you know he's trying to do his best obviously but there is no evidence at all and I don't mean that the evidence is bad I just mean there is no evidence of him achieving anything else outside of Bournemouth and he's gone into a very difficult situation there not only because they're in a bad state on the pitch but also managing up it's all a little bit kind of confusing it's all a bit, little bit of a moving feast you don't know who you're managing up to mm. director of football has got to come in presumably the director of football comes in and Eddie has to vibe with him or it's not going to work anyway and they, and they become one of those clubs who are super wealthy but just go through managers like nobody's been
2: First half against Arsenal, first half against um, against this side, I really enjoyed the performance. Okay, right. I think they were be, yeah. better drilled. ASM is quieter. Um, because the plan before was just give it to him and he just ro- roams around the pitch, you know. I thought doing he did quite well. Stuff and 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 obviously uh, he's a point in, in his Premier League career where he just gets crowded out. They they as soon as he gets the ball, uh, two or three defenders run towards him and he gets nullified a little bit. Mm. And now he's playing in a bit of a system. He is quieter. He's not bringing quite so much to the team. But to be honest, I think that's a better position for Newcastle to be in. You can't yeah. always just give it to him. Just hope he's gonna he's gonna come up with something because that was the only plan before. They're way more organised. Like they look so much better at the moment and yeah they're not getting the results but at the end of the day we've got Leicester the two Manchesters uh, and I think Chelsea over Liverpool over as Chris well Liverpool, Liverpool. Like yeah. it's, it's, it, these fixtures were always going to be there and they're always going to be difficult and before Eddie Howe come in We wouldn't be winning those matches either. Like, we might get a a draw, a a lucky draw, one all against, I don't know, your your Man United or something, but precious more than that, to be honest.
1: I think what was probably more worrying from a Newcastle perspective in this game is that Leicester haven't been great and they haven't been good defensively, particularly. I think that was the first clean sheet for Kasper Schmeichel in the league since the Mm. opening day of the season. They've been leaking goals. And so for Newcastle not to score against them, I mean, I actually, I fancied them, Pete. I fancied, I fancied them, them yeah. to score against but them. I didn't it, fancy it them to win, but, but I fancied them to score. It was, it them was the score. first, to,
2: as soon as they, as soon as they went 2-0, up, obviously they just sat back and just yeah. sucked everything up and they mm. just couldn't find a way through. But you're not going to when there's 10, mom, 10 yeah. men behind the ball and then Leicester City hit, hit us on the brick. But, Look, I I think it's a I think we're in such a better position than we were um, a, a month ago, and I'm and I'm and I'm going to be proved wrong, no doubt. Cause we'll probably go down. But... Did
1: you enjoy <laughs> Alan Pardew's punditry?
2: No, I went to I uh, drove to Waitrose and bought some blueberries. Did you? And then jam them into my fucking eyes because <laughs> that is, is that, our preferable. That'll small your eyes Your whole just one blueberry. Yeah.
1: Blueberries are an interesting yeah. choice for a snack.
2: Oh, not for me, so Sarah's porridge. Um, oh, right. Mimi walked into
3: the <laughs> and room. And your eyeballs. And my eyeballs. My wife walked into the room, it's when porridge was pumped, and she just went, who is that man? Who is that man?
0: <laughs> How long have you got? I He's said. a <laughs> tall drink of water. <laughs> um, what?
3: I, I do, I, I, Pete knows more about Newcastle than me, and, and he watches them cl- more closely than I, and I, I understand you know, his points because you know, for the first, until the penalty, really, they were okay, weren't they? But the, um, <clears> but the situation is that, they, at least for a couple of the goals, they were carved open. Mm. They, were, it was, they were badly carved open, mm. and you know, as as Jules has said, you know, Leicester have struggled to to keep people out this year, um, and they didn't really struggle that much um, against Newcastle. So it's tough for them.
1: Brendan yeah. Rodgers came up with some new vocabulary at the end, didn't he? Yes, he did. What did he call it?
3: He said it was a tough ocult game. <laughs> tough. Yeah. I like. I like, it. I like that. Yeah. yeah. I think we should put it in the, the dictionary thing. Yeah. yeah. Word of the year. Forget your NFTs. In the BBC radio interview, he called it a tough occult game. <laughs> I like that.
1: Tough and difficult. Mixed into one. It was a bit of both. So why not?
2: That's also a lie, as well, isn't <laughs> it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um Graham Soones said football is doomed, guys, after Madison's soft penalty in that match, which we've discussed. Um, as I said, there were loads of Slightly strange decisions uh, for penalties given over the weekend. You've got Salah's that was given against Aston Villa. Liverpool beat Villa by a goal to nil in Stevie G's return to Mm. Anfield. Um, We had quite a few arguments about that one on score because we were watching it. And as soon as I saw Salah go down, my face was literally like screwed up. I was like, oh, Mm. I don't like that one. I was happy happy because he's (laughs) in my fantasy team. but (laughs) But I was a little bit like, I didn't really like how he went down there. And the
3: issue seems to be stemming from VAR, right? Because VAR... Has to look at whether it's a clear and obvious error to overturn it. Mm. But it feels to me the referees are like, well, I can give this because if, if it's wrong, VAR will yeah. overturn it. Mm. And you and you find that you, they, they get, the decision seems to get caught in this hinterland mm. where the VAR officials got his instructions. That's another is, made up word. Hinterland? Hinterland. No, we'll talk like, about this afterwards. Like
1: Wonderland and other the <laughs> else. The
3: other day you didn't even know what the word pedant was. No, so I
1: didn't.
3: We could talk about this oh, afterwards. I mean, not hinterland. a great shot to be on with old Moore, isn't it? <laughs>
0: Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah,
3: I tell you, you're missing out a lot, not, not getting me as a pedant. Um, the 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 idea being that, you know, what the VAR officials have been asked to do isn't actually going to solve a lot of the problems of mistakes on the pitch because they're not so clear and obvious that they're going to be overturned. And we mm. saw the same with the Man City one.
1: Yes. Man City- which, which I thought was
3: weird. Actually, I think the Man City one was probably a... a Proper error at the fault of all the officials.
1: I think that was a tough court one for VAR <laughs> to look over, to be honest. Um, so Man City beat Wolves by a goal to nil. And it was the penalty that was the deciding factor in this match. Um, it was a handball, if you haven't seen it. Joe Matinho after he blocked a cross with his arm in the air. Pep Guardiola actually himself called it a half-half decision. What did you think of it? Because it does... It kind of catches his like side chest and Does, does upper that kind of count as sleeve? like a
2: yeah, does it count as like an unnatural position for your arm? I, is that I the main thing? It, I'm
1: okay with it because the arm was in the air. Yeah. But I think it's the area that it catches is still actually on his mm. shirt, which I thought was a new rule that if it touches the shirt it doesn't count. I, no, I I, I, I'm I not
3: I'm not okay with it because it wasn't a handball. Right. <laughs> it was given as a penalty for handball. That's my issue. Okay. <clears throat> we talked about the T shirt rule now. Yeah, we the T shirt rule, and, yeah. And, 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 Firing his arms as you say, Pete, in an unnatural position, which I think is what the officials probably decided mm. upon. But it hits him here,
2: mm.
3: and I, mm. th- I think I think that's really really hard.
1: Thanks for that, the viewers, saw, the listeners. Yeah, saw I was that. doing it for you because yeah. you
3: seemed a bit confused, <laughs> visual um, pedant. <peddling. laughs> yeah, you seem a bit confused, uh, and I also think that. Um, having said what I've just said, Wolves can't really have cause to complain because I have never seen such time wasting <laughs> from a team. I mean, it was like they set out from the start of the game to not to not like we could just waste as much time as possible. Nearly worked, to be though. fair, it it's did nearly it work.
1: better than the violence that Bruno Large said he was going to carry out. <laughs> he said that if Bernardo Silva starts to dribble, I will shoot him in his knee. Yeah, that'll be a penalty. <laughs> that, <laughs> that,
3: uh,
2: we not need VAR for that I'm as that. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody, somebody on Twitter wrote, uh, I'd never heard this phrase before. John Moss wouldn't know which way a lift was going if he had two fucking guesses. <laughs>
0: That's a lovely, That's lovely. A lovely
2: That's a great one. Brilliant. Um,
1: I mean, no doubt about Raul Jimenez's red card, though two yeah. yellows. Yeah. Oh, I mean, what was he doing?
3: He's having was, a lovely time. That was a, that was <laughs> idiotic to say the least. Is that a bit of pre-Christmas fun? Yeah. That, how does that work? Too early. That, it's too, too early. early though, isn't it? Too yeah. early. He's only going to miss one game, I think. because two yellows. Yeah. Mm, disappoint him. Uh, yeah, he's not going to. He's not going to. You, you really you need to straight need to lamp someone. <laughs> much closer to Christmas. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: I think the
1: reason that we're all sort of why there's been so much talk over the penalties and we hate to kind of go into far like on, on Football Ramble because it's mm, just it's boring isn't yeah, it yeah. Um, but I think the reason why it's got everyone talking this weekend is because these decisions were all completely game changing yeah. Man City's win meant they were going to stay top of the table Liverpool's win meant they would it, basically the top three stayed mm. as they were over the weekend and it could have been very different had it not been for well, it went the Pens. for the, it
3: went for the it went for the big club, the bigger clubs at this point as mm. well. Yeah, the yeah. the him and this thing is is frustrating if you're a Wolves fan because you are thinking they would have. I, I keep saying this, at, I know at the moment, but they they would have worked on this, knowing they're playing Man City away from home. Everyone's got to do their job properly. Yeah, you, know, you want to get out of it with um with a, with a positive result. You're really going to have to ride your luck and maybe nick something. Mm. And for him, not only for him and him and his did it kind of so early in the game, just before half time as well. It's like. Yeah, you're not going to get away with that. You're mm. not going to get away with it, and so and I think I think personally, and I, I don't want to cast aspersions on on Mr Moss, but I th- he seemed to me frustrated with Wolves' antics generally, mm. which maybe forced him to make a decision. Perhaps he might not have made because that is. I mean, technically, that is a yellow card. What what Jimenez did the second one, but so you do sometimes see referees say, "Look, okay, retake just, it, yeah. retake." Yeah, but he, did, say, he didn't do yeah. that. And I think I think that probably speaks to how Wolves approached the game. Actually, I've got no particular beef with uh, Wolves generally. I just I just think that you know mm. they they kind of did the same thing in their game before. Was that against Liverpool? And Liverpool won that late on, didn't they? They were kind of similar in that, which you can kind of which you can understand. I mean, you got you got to push it as much as you can, but don't be surprised if the referee comes back and um and bites you for it. Uh, But they were unlucky with the penalty decision, in my my opinion.
1: Raheem Sterling stepped up and took it. That was his 100th Premier League goal. So congrats to him for making the 100 club. And he also has been announced on the shortlist for Sports Personality of the Year. Good for him. Good for him. Mm -hmm. Um, Right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll try and get through a few of the rest of the games and some of your emails. United Healthcare short term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side
0: hustle into a full time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more
1: cool facts about United Healthcare short term plans at uh1.com.
2: Oh, dear,
3: look at these peepers. (laughs) <laughs> My <five. laughs>
1: Welcome back to the Football Ramble It is Jules, Luke and Pete here for you Looking back at all the weekend's matches Before we get to your emails Let's just see how we got on in Betway's 4 to score Remember, if you want to enter, it is free Each week, just pick the first goal scorer in Betway's 4 selected matches For your chance to win the weekly £50,000 jackpot And make sure your selections are submitted before the first game Further terms and conditions do apply So, Game 1 was Norwich against Manchester United Another game decided by a penalty, by the way. Uh, Kate picked Mason Greenwood to be the first goal scorer, but the result was, of course, Cristiano Ronaldo. Mm. Um, game two was Burnley West Ham. Jim picked Miguel Antonio. There was no goal scorer. That one ended a goalless draw at Turf Moor. Uh, game three was Leicester against Newcastle. Pete. He fancied it. He went for Savvy and Cher. Yeah. Uh, the result was Yuri Tillemans.
2: There was a lot of six yard, 18 <laughs> yard action yeah. at that point. I, I could see why you, you picked I could see why you have got one in. one in. Yeah, yeah.
1: Why not? And uh, Crystal Palace against Everton. Luke, you picked Richarlison. Yeah. Uh he got substituted. The fans weren't too happy about that, were they, the Everton fans? They and it, were booing Rafa.
3: It was the great Conor Gallagher. It
1: was the Connor world's Gallagher. best midfield player. What I mean, what a player. Yeah. He's his been... second goal was ridiculous. Yeah, he's excellent. Yeah. <laughs> he was he's been described as special this weekend and um he is. Excellent player. Um right, there we go. That is Betways 4 to score. We will be back for another round of that on the preview show this Friday. And now it's time for this.
2: Peter's jingle had a good run We loved it once, but that love's gone You can get in touch, just email Show at
0: footballramble.com
2: The sea shanty there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hello to uh, Liam DeVoy. After Friday's show where Kate, Luke and Pete discussed the dog pooing on the pitch along with <laughs> other incidents where animals got past security, it reminded me of a man called Jungle Joe. Jungle Joe, a Gaelic football fan, brought a chicken to a cup game between uh, Leash and Kildare. Uh, the chicken escaped his grasp and remained on the pitch for the entire first <laughs> ah, half. I
1: love that.
2: I like that they played on though. Leave <laughs> it. I just leave it. You know like in rugby
3: when someone gets treatment, they carry on mm. the game. All oh, right, they, right, do they? Yeah, so I wondered... They do they do that on the pitch? Yeah. Oh, wow, Yeah, cool. if a player gets injured, they just play around them, <laughs> which probably tells you what? real men. Yeah. Did
1: the chicken get away with just sitting there? That's what there? I was
3: thinking, yeah. Like, yeah. just
1: the entire first half. Clucking like away. Like, the, the players having to sort of go around the chicken.
3: Mm. <laughs> it can fly a bit of chicken, can't it? So I guess if it got any action towards it it would just fly up in the air for a bit come down again you're
1: watching Chicken Run
3: Yeah, no, I haven't actually but I would, I would love film. to rewatch. watch what a film That's a great, Christmas is a great it's time a to rewatch good it it's a Christmas film um, what about this from Owen Bauer who says on the subject of penalty alternatives something we've been talking about uh, over the last week or two uh, Owen suggests I would like to bring to your attention the American indoor soccer rules where you play a golden goal game at full strength for one minute if no one scores each team removes a player this is continued until it is 2v2, mm-hmm. but the game carries on until someone scores. we will be very interesting to see on an 11v11 field uh, rather than the 5v5 uh, indoor football it's used for. But this. I've heard this suggested quite a lot. Mm. Um, I, I do like it on one level. On the other level, I think Jürgen Klopp may explode uh, because uh, we would be asking, we'll be placing yet more physical demands on players <laughs> who are already playing around, I haven't checked, but around 250 games a year. So uh, I'm not sure that'll quite work. And it'll be, the football pitch will become like a battlefield essentially if we're <laughs> dropping all over the place.
1: Yeah, I'm not so sure they'd be too happy about that. Um, also, we have to give a shout out to Tom Clark, who got married at the weekend and played out talks from the football ramble during Mm. his wedding speech now if you haven't seen this uh, we have tweeted it out on our Twitter page and it is brilliant so um, Tom had sent in a dilemma to us on Pep Talks which we do every Wednesday where we answer some of your problems and basically he was asking what he should do about his wife beating him at FPL and uh, he played it out on his wedding day and it was very funny so Jim and Marcus were involved in Tom's wedding speech (laughs) love that Uh, so uh, congratulations to Tom and his wife who is excellent at fantasy football and I mean girls are better than boys at FPL certainly seems like that yeah they absolutely are Uh, right thanks for all your emails keep them coming in show at footballramble.com or us. Us at football ramble and don't forget if you do want to send in a problem for Wednesday's show in pep talks then you can get that into us as well uh, right let's talk Chelsea Leeds. Chelsea beating Leeds by three goals to two um, let's talk about the end of the match first because it ended in a, in a big old scrap it was exciting I mean this is a big old rivalry from like the 70s and despite yeah. what Luke thinks my ages. I was yeah. not around then, so I don't know too much about this old rivalry, but I've heard a lot about it. You doing like it. a work
3: experience at <laughs> yeah, BT Sport I then, bring. weren't you?
1: Such a prick. <laughs> uh, good game, though. I liked oh, it, was, it was great. Mm. I enjoyed this one. I
3: loved uh, Marcelo Bielsa's uh, quote where he said, in a game with emotions that were so
2: high, you have liberating passions. <laughs> <laughs> liberating passions. Beautiful way of putting it. You didn't it.
1: hear him say that though, did you? <laughs> no, because it
2: was translated. I it was. On, on the penalties though, I think at least the referee challenge was like worthy of a penalty. He went in with two <laughs> yeah. feet. If, yeah. Look, if, it's, if they're getting a penalty anyway, yeah. just... Speedball to it. Absolutely. <laughs> brutal deluxe. it
3: I respect the commitment to it. Yeah. I don't res- I mean, if I was a, a Legion United fan, I would be to put it mildly of the opinion that you don't really need to be doing that.
2: No. I liked it when he sort of like leaned against the post going oh, Shit. waiting for the penalty. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the Rudiger pen was not was not
3: a pen
1: though, was it? Do you think it, that was a well, pen?
3: It is a penalty, but he's made I, the most of it. I don't mm. like it's, it's that one It's unedifying to see a man of that physical profile uh, <laughs> hit the deck so easily. Yeah. And he was he he was playing. He was the the, the big swinger at the, in the fight at the end. <laughs> he read, he fa- he thought, no, I fancy this now. He legged it right <laughs> the way over there. But I, I thought I thought it it was. Do you know what? It, it,
1: you've it, seen them given. I mean, Brighton have had a penalty almost identical to that be awarded before, and I was absolutely buzzing for it. Yeah. So it's different when it's your team. But when you're watching on, you're just like. That is a bit rubbish that that's a penalty, but I do understand why it was given. It's
3: another poor decision by the um, by the Leeds player because he doesn't need. we' are you me- going to
1: say by the drunk referee? No, <laughs>
3: by the Leeds player because he goes he goes to try and nick the ball. He doesn't really need to do that. It's mm. not as bad a decision as the Rafinha one. No, who of course scored a penalty of his own as well. Um, but that doesn't excuse it. Um, but it's it's I mean, yeah yeah obviously um, Rudiger's a, a exaggerated the contact but I mean it's a foul it is a foul yeah. so I mean if it's a foul then it's got to be a penalty it was a mad game this yeah.
1: crazy I mean what's happened to Chelsea defensively lately because they've <laughs> conceded eight goals yeah. in the last week and prior to this weekend uh, prior to this week sorry they were barely shipping any and all of a sudden they just seem to be a little bit off the boil
2: Chelsea doesn't even matter when Alonso's playing that lively
1: he's lovely I, oh mate
2: he's He's just, so good.
1: He's, I just love him. <laughs> love him on my fantasy team, anyway. Handsome man, isn't he? They've,
3: they've missed um, uh, They've missed Trevor Chalabar last few games. I don't know if that's got anything to they've, do with it. Well,
1: they've had quite a few injuries in the squad, mm. haven't they? And it's been a little bit in and out. And I think they've made the most changes. Thomas Tuchel's made the most changes to his starting eleven in the Premier League. Maybe they're lacking a little bit of consistency. I'm mm. not really sure what it is, but mm. it's very uncharacteristic of a Thomas Tuchel side to concede eight goals in three matches in the space of a week
3: well maybe if, if you have Big Brassel on here I'm sure he'll be on later in the week he can um, <clears throat> tell you whether this is the first signs
2: of uh, the Tuchel meltdown which apparently inevitably happens when he manages any team mm. well I mean I like Alonso but obviously Tuchel wasn't very happy with how he performed so no doubt maybe that'll be a sticking point for him maybe it will maybe that two will blow up on bit,
1: well Bencho was a better defender than mm. Alonso so they are missing him but going forward Alonso's always fun he did give away a penalty
0: yeah, <laughs> but anyway I just enjoyed it
1: anyway just enjoyed Arsenal, they beat Southampton 3-0. They've bounced back because they had a bit of a a wobbly couple of weeks or so and and not some great results. But really, the big talking point from this one um, was Aubameyang, who was left out of the squad completely due to disciplinary reasons. It's (coughs) the second time under Mikel Arteta that he's been left out of the squad for this reason. You might remember back in, I think it was March, he missed the North London Mm. derby for a disciplinary breach. um, And now he's done it again. Now, there were all sorts of rumours as to what he'd done wrong on Saturday when the team news came out. Some people were saying it was something to do with a tattoo. Um, and <laughs> that's that's actually been squashed now and apparently it's to do with the fact he was given permission to
2: he had a trip go booked, to France. He? Yeah. yeah and mm. I've he, got a trip book. I've got a trip, got booked. A trip booked. Where'd he go?
1: France, I think.
3: Just on
2: his holidays. The
1: Louvre. I mean, <laughs> 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 he was meant to come back to England on Wednesday to report back to training on Thursday. Mm. Right. But instead of coming back Wednesday, he decided to just change those plans and just come back on Thursday and go straight to training. Right. Now, to us ordinary folk, that probably doesn't seem. Too bad because mm. you're still back in time. I was half an hour late for the morning show. <laughs> 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 I was 10 minutes late because I had to stop and get a McDonald's breakfast because I was a bit hungover. Yes. Um,
2: right, that's it. Tis the season. What? That's it. What? We'll talk about that afterwards as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't bring you any hash browns. Yeah, exactly.
2: Oh, um, hash browns.
1: <laughs> I was too far away. I didn't want it to get cold. I but, was thinking about you.
2: But we don't know the full story here. I we, mean, don't. we don't know what's been agreed, but it's not ideal when your club captain's well, doing that. I just hope uh, he seems the type. At a, time, <laughs> at a time when it's kind of like maybe he was getting a McDonald's breakfast you don't know but, but at a time where the, the, the football uh, the, the first team squad has never been younger and never been more impressionable mm. you've got your captain Absolutely. not turning well they're up the, on the, the
1: average youngest starting 11 in the league yeah. and they do need a leader and it's something they've been missing for a while so when your captain does this I mean fair play to Arteta for putting his foot down and just say no I'm not going to have that no. like that can't happen at this club anymore mm. uh, what happens now Luke does he get stripped of his captaincy can you see any way back from this for him.
3: What's he got left in his contract? Eighteen months. He's thirty-two. Sure. He's thirty-two mm. years old, and Arteta clearly has a vision for what he wants to achieve, and absolutely he has to, you know, hold the line and say, "Look, the rules." If I, I think what Arteta's thinking is, if I want my players to respect me and, and understand that the rules are the rules, mm. I've got to, I've got to hold the line, and he's mm. done that. And like you say, it's not the first time he's done it. What's ideal for Arteta? Um, is there at home to Southampton? Yes. I mean, <laughs> yeah, his record against Arsenal was absolutely fucking. Terrible. <laughs> you can be very pragmatic. Well, yeah, in this so, and <laughs> the, twenty-three
1: games away at Arsenal. Yeah, so and, and obviously <laughs>
3: Arsenal won the game fairly easily. Mm-hmm. But you realistically, I don't know. Um I don't really know if Aubameyang's like long-term future is going to be at Arsenal anyway. I mean, he's, mm. he's the age he is. Um, he's
1: not been great for the last couple of seasons, has he? He's not been in terms of goal scoring. Himself. Yeah, in term, yeah. in terms of his. Numbers like when he first arrived and the amount of goals he was getting compared to the last couple of seasons has not been. Mm. It's not been what you want. But, you'd but he'd probably
3: make double figures again, would not he? On the He's other on hand, four. though, on the other hand, Arsenal don't really score that many goals. I mean, I know they won three nil at the weekend, but I mean, compared to the, the the teams they want to be judging themselves against, they don't score anywhere near as many. Um, the
1: Lacazette goal was lovely, though, by the way. It, the, the move mm. kept, started by the goalkeeper, 16 passes. It was, yeah, it was. almost old-school Arsenal, mm. which was oh, nice.
2: and they were playing against ninety Southampton, weren't they, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Charlie Dimmock. Yeah. Uh, but he, he, he,
3: he didn't start a game against Spurs because he was late. And that's, again, again a big North London derby as well. So, I mean, yep. look, Arteta's got to be the guy. And, 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 and the culture at the club... Had be, has had before Arteta had become terrible. It was like a <clears throat> terrible culture there, and, and anyone who, who even you don't even need to be an Arsenal fan to realise that. And Arteta's role is this transitional role. Where he brings this new generation of players through. He signs young players. They want to um, clearly uh, decrease the age of the squad in a big way, and they're and they're doing well. I mean, I know they've had a couple of difficult results. I know the Everton one was unfortunate the man united one was one of those games one of those premier league games where you know you come off on the, on the end of a, of a of a poor result of a of a, a scoreline mm-hmm. and then i suppose they were smashed by liverpool but that yeah you know, that can happen they they're doing okay compared to where, where they were yeah
0: know, they're for, two points first off first the games top of the four season. and
1: they haven't got european football as a distraction exactly that's going to come into its own towards the, the end of the, the season players in the squad sure. so yeah you know i think they're doing probably better than most people would expect them to but i do think that they've got something to sort out there with Aubameyang... Whether that means they need to get a new striker, move them on, or whether, I don't know, something just needs to but, change but, but, It but, doesn't but, seem quite right. But from
3: an Arsenal fan point of view, you should be encouraged by this um, by this situation because you support the yeah. club. You don't support the player. I understand yeah. he's been a good player for Arsenal. He's, he's important and he's the captain. However long that'll go on for, we don't know. But Arteta's got a vision for this club and Arsenal as a club, and any club's bigger than just one player. So you, the alternative is Arsenal just get held to ransom, which has happened before, famously, by players who want huge contracts and just want to do whatever they want. And not will tell someone, no, you can't do this. And mm-hmm. and I think he deserves a lot of credit for,
2: for, for like I say, holding the line on it. It was, it was good to see Edegaard uh, get a goal as well because he's, he's had a bit of a middling season, but it's good to see that he's, he's shouting, he's involved, and, and now he's getting the ball in the net as well. It's, 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 do you it's want more been... Newcastle players to shout?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Let's shout, shout, let, let it all out. And
2: he's also the uh, captain, so that's going diff- <laughs> to be difficult to
3: move on, isn't he? I saw Shelby, um, one of the Leicester goals, um, it was uh, Newcastle were carved open, and, mm. and my under, I can't remember if it was now. It might have been the right back gave the ball away, and Leicester scored. Mm. And Shelby, I could see, was just waiting to shout at someone. When the goal went in. Yeah, I, went mean,
2: in. I mean, Shelby was going. I'm trying now. Yeah. I wasn't trying before, but <laughs> yeah. now I'm trying. I'm tracking back, and oh. you're not letting me. You're letting me down. I know now. I know what it's like when people don't try. <laughs>
1: yeah. I don't know if you guys saw the quotes from Emmanuel Dennis. um what a season
3: he's having, by the he way. Yeah. He's an FPL gem.
1: He is an FPL gem. Yeah. I think only Salah has had more goals and assists than him this season. He's been brilliant. Which is unreal.
3: That goal he scored for Watford at the weekend was
0: amazing.
1: Yeah, and that was that was actually a brilliant match, I thought. Um mm. Brentford getting a late penalty to win at home against Watford on Friday night. That's where it all began. Um also did you hear about the fan? It was really sweet. There was a there was a Brentford fan. Um, and it's been doing the rounds on social media where she she lost her husband earlier this year and he'd been a season ticket holder for Brentford and he, uh, maybe it was last year, apologies, um, that she lost him and so he never got to see Brentford get promoted to the Premier League but right. he was a season ticket holder, lifelong Brentford fan and this, his, wife um basically has decided to carry on that legacy so she went to her very first brentford game on friday night and it was that one and yeah she said that she felt like he was watching over and and sort of like willed that penalty to go in it's a really (laughs) nice story and that was her first ever football match as a football fan and that's how she saw it and now obviously she'll probably be a bees fan for the rest of her life, yeah. I'm sure nice. she will. Very nice story. Um, but what I was saying about Emmanuel Dennis is, um, I know we all get a bit fed up with our teams sometimes. I mean, Pete's had meltdowns over New- Newcastle,
3: he's happy at the
2: moment, he's all I'm right because they are losing of, 4 0 no defeat. defeat. Can't <laughs> shut him up <laughs> on top of the world, mate.
1: <laughs> uh, but Emmanuel Dennis used to be an Arsenal fan and he said basically, I, I just can't do it anymore, it's bad for my health. Um, <laughs> the, the actual quote was, I used to be an Arsenal fan, I liked Cesc Fabregas, but I'm no more an Arsenal fan. I was so much into Arsenal sometimes I could cry when they lost. Oh, that wasn't good for me. So I was like, nah, I'm going to stick to myself and don't care much anymore because it's not good for my health to be an Arsenal <laughs> fan. It's just me uh, and myself right now. Pete,
3: have, you ever thought about, um, have you ever thought about just supporting yourself instead of Newcastle?
2: That, Give would, yourself some that would be quite a turnaround, wouldn't it? <laughs> it, would, it <laughs> would. <laughs>
1: um, right, that's the Premier League big stories from the weekend. Um, elsewhere, let's just head to America because it was the MLS Cup. At the weekend and New York City FC won their very first cup in a penalty shootout against Portland Timbers at the weekend on Saturday. Uh, Their manager, Ronnie Daler, New York City's manager, said that when he'd celebrate, he was going to strip and he stuck by his word. So in front of the fans at the end of the match, he celebrated by doing a, it was literally like a strip show. They were encouraging him to take layer off after layer off and he stripped right down to his boxers and Mm. then did some press ups as well.
3: Yeah, I didn't like it because it took way too long. Yeah. I if mean, it's an instinctive thing where you're going, right, I'm you so don't happy. like the tease.
2: Yeah. I just I just think it's a little bit studied. <laughs> when, when I when I do it in DFS, I've made <laughs> on bath salts. Yeah. I'm not People representing complain. their ba- ba- yeah. I'm not re- representing their brand values, I reckon. You did five
3: hundred <laughs> press ups as well, didn't you? No one was impressed. No one was no. impressed. No. Double standards. I was excited um to see that um Portland Timbers have got an Aspria. Playing for mm, him. And he is yeah. Colombian, but sadly he's not related. No. I don't think he's related anyway. Uh, uh,
2: uh, but everyone on Twitter says every week that he's related, and people send me videos of him when he's not related. <laughs> but is can Faustino Asprio fully
3: say that, though? Given, <laughs> yeah, given his exactly. antics over the well, years. It's like,
2: it's like Tony Abo's. It wasn't his son, it was his nephew. But, uh, yeah, everyone sort of says it's Tony Oboa's son. It's not. It's his nephew. And Tony Oboa has to constantly say, that's not my son. Yeah. He has to say, that's not my dad. Yeah. It's confusing, isn't but it? Do you,
3: know what I say? do you know what I mean when I say, like, the... if Because Ryan Daly is a man of a certain age, right? Right. I think he's, like, in his mid-40s or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's thought about that. He said he's going to do it, and he's taken ages to do it. Yeah, do reckon, it just feels a little reckon, bit awkward. Yeah, It's do you a bit he
1: bulked up
2: for it. Oh, like. it's like Lineker in the gym for yeah, half the season. Yeah. yeah, because
3: I can, I can believe. I, who was it that Roma player? I forget who it was now. I want to say maybe Vucinic. Maybe that's probably wrong. I can't remember his name. He Roma did something good. I think it was the last game of the season and he, he stripped off in like five seconds he was just in his pants. <laughs> I get that because it's like yeah. impromptu, it's passionate.
1: I see, yeah. If so you're you planning would've... it and
3: you're doing it and you're taking ages to do it, <laughs> I think think of the people in the crowd watching it. Where would you Three, stand? Four on... minutes in, you're Where... like, "This is going on for ages." Yeah, Where would you stand on, like,
1: stripper
2: trousers? You just pull them straight off. I would, uh, I would, yeah. I would, respect, I would respect that more. Mm. Or some
1: chaps. Just have chaps. the arse hanging out already.
2: Yeah. Imagine if he turned up on for a cup
1: for
3: a cup final in chat. <laughs> just
1: borrow them from Christina Aguilera. Yeah. Um, also, just to touch on very quickly, I know we don't often go down to League Two, mm. but we have to because game of the weekend. It was basically. Bottom of the table versus top, essentially, at Boundary Hmm. Park. Oldham, five. Forest Green, five. Forest Green are the leaders of League Two. They are actually winning the game 4-1, and Oldham somehow managed to come back into it and, well, pick up a point at home against the leaders of um, League Two. And they're right down there, Oldham. I think they're second bottom. I might be wrong on that, but I think that's what they were heading into the weekend. Um, So, yeah, what a game. Ten goals. Imagine going to to watch your team. And you get to see ten goals and an own goal. Very non-goal. rarely happens. And, an, and an own goal. <laughs> there was there was <laughs> some room. Stuff.
3: There was some room after that own goal for more goals, but sadly mm. none were scored. No.
1: Thanks for that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Sad.
1: Um, right. That is all from us. Um, good to see you both, boys. Uh, before we go though, just a reminder for you guys listening that we do have a new Ramble meets episode that's out today. Andy Brassell sat down with former Wimbledon, Liverpool, and England defender John Scales. He's got a load of brilliant stories about being part of the crazy gang. Talks about his involvement in Fair Game which is the organisation designed to improve the sustainability of modern football. It's a really, really good listen, so make sure you check it out. Head over to Football Ramble Presents to listen now. And thanks for listening to us today on the Football Ramble, part of the ACAST Creator Network. Tomorrow, Jim and Vish are going to be here with Kate, uh, so they will see you then, and I'll see you boys soon. Cheers, Jules. Bye. Have
0: a good one. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See Center for Details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend.